You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Three. When Jim pulled his car into the parking lot at Abbott's Lagoon, there were several other cars parked there. A van from a catering company was parked next to a van with DJZ, the hottest in the Bay Area, written on it. Next to the text was a spray-painted image of a record player spewing out a mixture of music notes, drinks glasses, red lips, and shoes. Dancing shoes, most likely, Jim thought. Even with the other cars parked in the lot, Jim didn't have any problem finding a spot. Next to him, Mercedes beamed as she looked out the window. Isn't it beautiful, Jim? Clarice found this place totally randomly. She had a flat tire, pulled over here to change it, and just fell in love with the place. Jim turned the engine off and got out. He took a deep breath. The air was good here, he had to admit. The scent of the bay was almost drowned by the smell of forest and moist earth. The only thing that was spoiling the scent of nature was the catering truck. It had a heavy scent of kebabs. So how many people are going to be here tonight? Jim asked. About a hundred all in all. The whole class plus dates and partners. I could have brought a plus one if I wanted, but... But instead you brought me along. Aren't you afraid they're going to think you brought your dad? Mercedes looked him up and down and raised one eyebrow. Really, Jim? You think you look like my dad? If we, for a second, forget the fact that you're white, you're not that old to look at. You could pass for thirty. There are students in my class who look older than you. Jim, who had been born along with the twentieth century, grinned and lit a cigarette. I appreciate that. You might even get lucky. There are lots of single girls who... I think that's about as far as you want to take that thought, Mercedes. I'm not going to date some twenty-something college girl. It would be too strange. Mercedes took his arm and shook it as they walked across the parking lot towards a setup of benches and a stage that was erected close to the shore. So you want to date old ladies? Or are you planning on just being single forever? Never going on a date again? Dios mio, don't tell me you didn't. I mean, you know, since your wife was... Jim looked at her, his eyes sharp. You keep Ginger out of this. Besides, it's none of your business who I... Sure it is. I'm your friend as well as your employee. I want to make sure you are in a good mood, that you're happy and having a good time. The better your life is, the better mine is. Plus, I don't think you should be alone so much. Considering that Andrew just moved in, I'm hardly ever alone anymore. He's up at all sorts of ungodly hours on his infernal computers. That's not what I mean, and you know it. You need to go out on a date again. When was the last time you did? Jim considered. October 20th, 1979. See? That was before I was even born. Did it not go well? She wasn't... Well, it was actually more of a work date. Mercedes held up her hand. You know what? 
I don't want to hear it. But I'm going to find you a date if it's the last thing I do. What if I don't feel like dating whoever you find? Then I'll find someone else, or pester you until you like her. Jim sighed. Remind me again why I'm paying you to stick around. They reached the stage, and Mercedes spotted a woman who was helping the caterer set up the buffet table. She waved at her. Hey, Clarice! Clarice turned around and waved back. She was in her mid-twenties from Jim's estimation and looked pleasantly no-nonsense with her metal-framed glasses and blazer jacket. Her blonde hair was tied in a loose ponytail. Hey, Mercedes, she called back. Who is that? Did you bring your dad? Jim tried to turn around, but Mercedes held on to his arm. No, silly, this is my boss. Jim Corrigan, Clarice Spencer. Jim reached out and shook Clarice's hand. Pleased to meet you. Clarice shook back, her cheeks flushing slightly. Likewise. Sorry about the dad thing. It was hard to tell what you looked like with the sun in my eyes. Are you here to help out with party planning? We can always use an extra pair of hands. Clarice let her eyes go from Jim's hair to his face and then his body. She smiled, obviously liking what she saw, and winked. Or other body parts? No, I'm not here for the party. Our agency has a case that concerns this area, and I'm going to stick around and make sure nothing happens during the party. Are you bodyguards or something? Clarissa's brow furrowed. What do you expect will happen? Hopefully nothing, and no, we're not bodyguards. Jim handed Clarissa a business card. I don't know how much Mercedes has told you. Not enough, obviously, Mercedes said. Clarice looked at the white card where the name Tempest Investigations was printed in bold black letters. Below it, in a smaller font, was printed, We'll believe you, no matter what. So, you're private investigators, Clarice asked, putting the card in her pocket. That's pretty exciting. In a sense. But we like to think of ourselves as an all-round investigative team. Right now we're working on a case involving several assaults in this area, referred to us from the San Francisco Police Department. Like I said, I'll just be around to make sure nothing happens. Mercedes seemed to think it would be too much trouble to move your party to a different location and... He gestured to the benches and stage. I see her point. But are we in any danger? Clarice said. We'll be fine, Mercedes said, letting go of Jim. Jim will look out for us, and I'm going to be here as well. But you'll be helping me organize, I hope. Of course, silly, but there will be plenty of time for both. Well, Jim, I hope you'll at least hang around. And I've got your number, so can I call you sometime? Jim was about to shake his head when Mercedes grabbed Clarice's arm and dragged her off. We'll be right back, okay? She shouted over her shoulder. There are three paths presented to you. Dice Tower Theater presents Dawn of Dragons, a fantasy audio drama. Ambush! More old intense, I should have you exiled. Time to meet. The Sunless. <laughs> Dice Tower Theater. Now appearing on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network. Creator distributed. Fan supported.
Jim sat down on one of the benches while he looked at the two girls as they walked away. He had no doubt that Mercedes right now was singing his praises to the young blonde woman and telling what a great date he would make. He dragged one last time on his cigarette, stubbed it out and smiled, despite himself. He had no real interest in dating, but the more he protested, the more eager it made Mercedes. She would not quit until she found him a date. It was obvious that she wanted him to like Clarice, and he supposed she was attractive enough. There came a point where a man might as well call it quits and admit he had lost, even if that man wasn't immortal. If it would make Mercedes happy, he supposed it wouldn't kill him to take Clarice out for a drink. He let his eyes follow the shoreline and the edge of the woods. This truly was a very nice and peaceful area. It was perfect for a summer party. One of the caterers walked past him, carrying a bowl of salad large enough to feed a horse. Of course, if a hundred people were coming tonight, it would take a lot of food to feed them. He got to his feet and walked slowly towards the edge of the woods. This was where the musketeers had been standing, he thought as he walked close to the edge of the water. Over there was where the tent had been. That was where something crunched under his foot, and he stopped. It felt sharp, not like a rock. He looked down and lifted his foot. Embedded in the soft soil was a piece of metal. It curved on one end and was very slender, altogether about five inches long. He rolled it between his fingers. At first he couldn't place what it was, but thinking back to the reports, it clicked. It was part of the hand guard on a rapier, and obviously a very elegant one. It was well cared for, polished and shiny. The musketeers, or whatever they were, had been fighting right here, and one of them had been disarmed. The guard on his rapier must have been damaged. Jim put the medal in his pocket. It didn't exactly prove anything, but it made it more believable. It was at least more than figments of someone's imagination. This, along with the picture of the Mongols, convinced Jim that he was justified in his time-hole theory. But it couldn't be just a hole. It had to be something that moved, going from era to era and time to time. He wished he knew more about time travel, but he'd never encountered anything like this before outside of the science fiction magazines he had read in his youth. He looked back at the stage, where Clarice was apparently demonstrating the lights to Mercedes. The spotlights went on and off while Clarice pushed buttons on a console. The DJ was on stage, setting up his equipment. Jim looked at his watch. It was still several hours until the party was supposed to start. He might as well check out the rest of the area. He ducked under the low-hanging branches and vanished. So what do you think? Mercedes asked as Clarice demonstrated the light controls. About what? Clarice pressed a big green button and turned on two spotlights directly in front of the stage. In the sunlight, they were barely visible, but tonight they would make it look like a sunset on the dance floor. About Jim, of course. Mercedes nodded her head toward the place where Jim had entered the woods. I don't know. He seems nice enough. Handsome if you're into the old-fashioned type, which I am. You have no idea how old-fashioned. Mercedes mumbled, but returned to her normal voice at once. He's single, she said, smiling brightly, and actually kind of looking for someone. 
Clarice looked at her. Are you trying to play matchmaker for your boss? Well, a little, maybe. He's not just my boss, though. He's my friend. I just want to make sure he gets out of the house. He's kind of a loner. He does have that look about him. Is he divorced? Widower, actually. But don't tell him I said that. That's so sad. Clarice switched the controls off and climbed off the stage. She must have been very young when she passed away. What is he, 35? He doesn't really look old, but he's got kind of an older guy vibe. I'm actually not sure exactly how old he is. Mercedes began to regret she had started this, but she was determined to take it through. He's kind of sensitive about his age. Well, he looks good. I just don't like dating guys younger than me. Mercedes looked at her feet as she climbed from the stage. Oh, I don't think that's going to be a problem in this case. Clarice dragged her along to the catering truck and soon they were involved in the buffet line setup. Mercedes happily taking charge. Her years in the restaurant business had taught her all she needed to know about displaying food in an appetizing way. While they worked, she told some more stories about Jim, trying to present him in a flattering light and leaving out all the different and exotic aspects of his background. She kept in the part about seeing spirits. Since it was a part of their official marketing, it was hard to hide. Besides, she figured, lots of people in San Francisco were actually claiming to be far weirder than someone who saw spirits. She didn't think Clarice would see that as a problem, and she was right. Clarice seemed more concerned with his eating habits. As the morning grew into afternoon, she began wondering what was keeping Jim. He couldn't be wandering the woods all by himself all day, could he? Maybe, she thought, he was hiding somewhere so he wouldn't have to interact with Clarice. He might have sensed her plan and decided to deprive her of a chance to bring them together. When the shadows of the trees began growing longer and the first cars began to appear in the parking lot, she went back to the car to change into her costume. It was slightly uncomfortable, the change in the backseat of a car, but she had done it before. When she had been in high school, her friends had told stories of parking with their boyfriends and actually going all the way on the backseats of cars. She had never done anything like that herself, but she had always wondered how the logistics worked out. Changing clothes when you were alone in a backseat was hard enough. How would two people get undressed back there? She looked at herself in the rearview mirror as she fixed her hair and makeup. She had not needed a wig to look Native American. Her natural long straight black hair was enough. The costume was more Hollywood than authentic, but it made her look amazing, in her own opinion, accenting her curves and legs without revealing too much. Her skin was naturally dark, so the only makeup she needed was her lips and eyes. When she was all done, she winked at herself and got out of the car. A few guys from cars around her made catcalls and whistled. She smiled and began heading back to the stage area. This was going to be a great night. <laughs>